Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Have we had a um, powerful week here this week or what? How many of you came to our Thursday night, Monday Thursday service? Was that awesome? Even when the power went out, it was a fantastic service. As a matter of fact, I think the power going out made it that much better. Amen? Something about it. What about Friday night? Was the youth service not remarkable? I mean, I don't know about you, but that touched my life. I may go a little bit urban on y'all this, this morning, too, by the way. Vega did such a, a wonderful job. And then this morning, have I been telling y'all for six months that today was going to be a special day? Amen? Amen? Y'all may have been asleep when you came in, but certainly you're awake now, right? Amen. This morning, as we um, celebrate Easter today, I want to share a passage of Scripture that comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28. I want to read verses 1 through 10 this morning. Out of respect for the reading and the hearing of the Gospel message this morning, would you please stand one more time? Chapter 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, after uh, yet feel afraid, yet filled with joy, and they ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty God, we are so thankful for this day and for what it means in our life, not just in our faith life, but in the totality of our life. This day means everything. This day changes everything for us and in us. Oh, God, today I pray that um, these words of my heart, the meditations and thoughts of the last few weeks and uh, preparation uh, God would be pleasing to you, but God, my uh, honest prayer is that people would see well beyond a simple preacher, and they would see you clearly, touch our hearts, and change our minds, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thank you, and you can be seated. It was a glorious Sunday morning. Maybe even like this one. Over 2,000 years ago, and a group of women, a group of faithful women, went to the tomb. Because 
They were expecting when they got there that they would find their beloved leader and teacher there and that he was going to be dead and breathless. That's what they were expecting to find. You know what it's like to go to cemeteries, right? I mean, we've done that before. Some of us in this sanctuary this morning have in fact been to some cemeteries recently and we've buried our loved ones recently. We know what it feels like to go and do that. I am certain that that was the same thing that was happening there with them. I am certain that uh, as they went there that morning that their their souls were sorrowful, that it gripped their very lives, and, and they went expecting to find Jesus dead. I mean, just think about it for a moment, the, the, the days that led up to that Easter Sunday morning. Remember that Thursday. Jesus is uh, taken away. He's, he's taken away and he's gone to some uh, fi- fixed up trial that takes place in the night in which he is found guilty. And then the next day he is beaten almost to death and hanged on a cross where he dies and then he's buried in a borrowed tomb. Imagine the thoughts that must have been going to, through their minds that morning as they made their way to the tomb that day. They were expecting to find death. When they got there, they, they saw that the stone had been rolled away from the uh, tomb, and, and they went inside, and they looked, and Jesus was not there. And I can imagine that Mary was having all of these thoughts going through her mind. Where is his body? Why, what did they do? Who, who took him? They've crucified him. They beat him, and now they've taken his body. How could somebody be so cruel? And then she heard that voice, that voice that would change everything that morning. You remember what the scripture said, an angel spoke and he said, he is not here, he is risen, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Imagine what changed in their heart. Imagine a morning in which you thought you were going to find death and in fact when you went there you found life. I want you to listen this morning. I want you to listen this morning. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Easter is calling. Easter is calling your name and my name. It's calling us today. Can you hear it? See, you can't hear it with your ears. You have to hear it with your heart. Can you hear it? It's calling you and me today. It's calling us to believe. Do you believe? This week I I receive all these ministry emails, and I received one this week, and I couldn't, most of the time I delete them, but this one email I just couldn't delete. It said, and I needed some clarification on this, certainly. It said, if I would take this test, these 20 questions, it would tell me what religion, if any, that I needed to participate in, and I couldn't pass it by. I was enticed to take the test. I needed to know where I really needed to be, and so I I took the 20 questions. It was all about God and the afterlife and human nature. And I took the test and it started calculating and all of a sudden it spit out that I was supposed to be, I am supposed to be an Orthodox Quaker. (laughs) Now, 
I, I graduated from a seminary uh, that was founded by Quakers. So I know a little bit about Quakers. And one thing I know about Quakers is they don't believe in having preachers or sermons. So I decided to wait until after this Sunday before I switch, okay? <laughs> what do you believe this morning? See, all of us have a set of beliefs. All of us live our lives operating off a a set of beliefs or ideology. Do you believe today? You know, we believe things. I believe when I go to the doctor that he's going to give me some medicine and, and that will make me feel better. I believe when I get on an airplane and I get on that airplane and fly away that that pilot actually knows how to fly that airplane and we're going to get to our destination. I believe, although I don't like to get on elevators because I've been stuck in one before, that I can in fact get on an elevator and it will take me to the floor I need to go to. Do we all have a set of beliefs? You, You can't leave home without believing something. What do you believe this morning? Do you believe? You see, because how you believe and what you believe dictates the choices you make, the decisions you make, and ultimately how you live your life. So just let me press a little bit further. Do you believe this morning? Because when you believe in what Christ Jesus did on the cross, it will change your life. It will change your outlook. You'll look at the world in a vastly different way. You'll see things like you've never seen them before. You see, I have seen what happens when people believe. I've seen life change because people believe. I saw Dave Kelker on Wednesday. I knew he wasn't going to get up and walk out of that hospital. But on Friday morning, Dave Kelker got up. When the nurse came in, the way I understand the story is Dave sitting in the standing in the mirror shaving he's going home i've seen i've seen marriages that looked like there was no way that they were broken and defeated i've seen god take those things that you thought would never piece back together again and make them whole and it's happened right here i've seen people whose lives right here in this church who was out and destroyed by addiction And God in his infinite, miraculous power is beginning to piece their lives back together again. Easter is calling. Can you hear it? Can you hear it this morning? It calls us to believe and it calls us to rejoice. We did some rejoicing this morning. We did a little bit. you got to admit, we did a little bit of rejoicing this morning. You see, to me, to me, when you come face to face with the resurrection, I don't care how you like to worship. I don't care what you think worship needs to be. I don't really care anything about all of that. When you come in, when you come face to face with Resurrection Sunday morning, you should rejoice. You should sing. You should say something or do something differently. You know, y'all couldn't hear me right there because I knew nobody could, and so I was just singing. I guess Dwayne heard me a little bit. See, normally I don't sing in public because it don't sound so good. But when Elisa's up there and the choir's up there, man, I'm just bellering it out. See, I want to rejoice. 
I want to rejoice because I know that God has in fact sent his son Jesus down to earth. And because of that, because of his death and his burial and his resurrection, we have a new life and we can rejoice. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You know that word, when Mary, the Marys met Jesus and he spoke that word and he said, greetings, don't be afraid. That's a wonderful word, that word, greetings. And it means a lot of things. It's translated different ways, greetings, good day, all hail, all those kind of things. But what I want you to see this morning is something that that English word doesn't do so well for us. And when, when, when Jesus said, greeting what he was actually doing was giving mary a command you know what the command was it was to rejoice to be of good cheer that's what he said mary greetings rejoice be of good cheer you know what we have a reason to rejoice this morning because jesus is alive today amen we can come together and we can sing and hopefully you will leave here different than the way in which you came in that your perception of life and your world and the world is different because of easter because easter changes everything the story a, a wonderful nationally known uh, presbyterian preacher we had any former presbyterians in here this morning all right i knew we had a few in here uh, joel baker nationally known a Presbyterian preacher, he tells a story about his grandmother. Many years ago, uh, his grandmother, who lived in Austro-Serbia, um, found herself in a really difficult situation. She was being beaten mercifully by her own father. And when she couldn't take it anymore, she decided that she would run away from home, and she caught a boat, and she came to America. But when she got to America, she didn't have any family. She didn't have any paperwork credentials. She didn't have a, a sponsor. And so as the authorities were going through the line and interviewing the people that were standing there, they realized that Joel's grandmother didn't have the necessary paperwork to get into the, uh, to get into the United States. And so they placed a, a, ch a white uh, X on her shoulder in chalk. And what that meant was is that when she got to the, the desk in which to enter, they were actually were going to deport her immediately back to her home country. When that authority walked away after putting the X on her shoulder, a young man who was standing beside her, he reached up with his hand and he wiped out the white X. And when they got to the table, when they got to the desk of the authorities that would decide whether or not they could come into the United States, or not, the young man placed his arm around uh, uh, Joel Baker's grandmother, and she, he said, she's with me. And they were able to enter into a new life and a new world together. And just a few weeks later, they were married. You know, that's what Jesus did for us today. Do you know that's exactly what Jesus did for us? He wiped out the X of our sin over our lives, and he offers us the ability to step into a, a new life and a new world today. Aren't you so glad about Easter that we can rejoice this morning because God has, in fact, done something in us? You remember those kids uh, Friday night when they wiped away the sins? That's what Jesus did for us. He wiped away our sins, and he's given us a new life in a new world. Do you believe this morning 
Because if you believe it, you'll live differently. You'll see the world in a different way. You won't be defined by your past, but you'll be defined by your future in Christ. And it's because it calls us this morning to believe. It calls us this morning to rejoice. I hope you can hear it. Can you hear it this morning? Because when you hear it, you can't just keep it. You've got to go and share it someplace. Isn't that what the angel said? Go quickly and tell. Go quickly and tell. You know, this greatest message that the world has ever known needs to be told today. It needs to be shared with the world. That's one of the things that we're doing right here this morning is we're getting ready to go and tell. This is just the, the pep rally for going out into the world and telling the world about Jesus, the one who saves, the one who changes, the resurrected one who makes everything new for us today. Easter changes everything, and we need to go and share it. It's the greatest message the world has ever known. Think about it today. You know, what makes Christianity so great? I mean, is it our ethics and our moral teachings? Other religions have that. Is it um, our love for justice in the world? Other religions have that. Is it that our God can kind of beat up your God kind of thing? Is that what it is? He probably could, but that's not what it is. It's the fact that Jesus is alive and he was raised from the dead. I want you to think about it. You know what? Confucius is dead and you can visit his grave. Buddha is in fact dead and you can go and visit his grave. Muhammad is dead and you can go and see where he was buried. But Jesus is alive today. He's alive. That is the greatest message that the world has ever known. And there is, in fact, a lot of the world that needs to know. Fred Craddock was a famous pastor, Methodist pastor. And he taught in the seminary at Emory University preaching for a number of years. And he tells a story about how he was going uh, to his own home up in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee. And he was just, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes out. And he decided to stop at this little diner and have some lunch. When he went in, he found out pretty quickly that the owner was, all, was the greeter, the waiter, and the cook. And they began to talk for a few minutes. And uh, finally, they got to kind of talking about what each other did for a living. And, and Fred said, I, I hesitated to tell him that I was a pastor, but I did. And he said, with that, the man uh, pulled out a chair, turned it around, he straddled and he sat down, he began to tell him a story. That, that's what happens to us preachers sometimes. People want to tell us stories. And he said, the man said, there was a little boy who lived just a little ways up in the mountains from here. And that young boy was born out of wedlock during a time in which that was just scandalous for anything like that to happen. And as he got older, he was labeled in the community. He was labeled, and kids would uh, tease him, and they'd call him names. They'd say that word that you don't really like, to, that name you like to be called. He said, it was as if I was, wore a leper's bell around my neck most of my life. said, I went to church. My mama wanted me to go. And said he went, the little boy went in and sat down, and the Sunday school teacher began to talk to him. He looked at him and said, you're a bad influence. The little boy said he left, and he never went back. 
couple years later, a, a new preacher came into town. It was Easter Sunday morning, and the whole town literally went to hear this new preacher preach. And he said, the little boy said, I, I was going to sneak in, and I wanted to listen to him too. He said he went in, he sat down, he heard the sermon. He tried to sneak out after the sermon was over. And he said, that new preacher saw the young man, and he stopped him. And he looked at him, and he said, son, whose boy are you? Who's your daddy? And he said the little boy began to squirm because he knew what was about to happen. He knew what he was about to say. And just about the moment that he was getting ready to tell this preacher who he was, said that preacher stepped up and he said, I know who you are. I can see the family resemblance. I know who your daddy is. Pulled him to the side and he said, God's your daddy. God's your daddy. He said, you have an inheritance, son. Now go out and claim it. He said, that one sentence, those words spoken to him that day changed his life. Do you know why we need to go and share this message? Because when we can hear it and when we believe it, can change a life it's changed my life it's changed many of your lives see the greatest message that the world needs to hear today is in fact this that Jesus Christ came to the world he was crucified on a cross for our sins he bore that and paid for that which we couldn't pay for ourselves and because of his death, his burial, and his resurrection, he, de he defeated death, hell, and the grave. And he gives us life today. And if you believe that, if you really believe that, down in your heart this morning, it will change you too. Amen? Let us pray. Almighty God, as we um, pause in the midst of a celebration today, God, I ask that even now that you begin to speak and to continue to speak in the hearts and lives of your people. Lord, where there's unbelief, help us believe. Where we lack faith this morning, oh God, help us in our faith. Lord, when we, we feel like there's just no way possible, that you show us you're the God who makes that which is impossible possible for us. Come today, touch our hearts, transform our minds, save us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.